0: Welcome to the Talking Shop podcast, where I'm here to share stories, lessons, and experiences in sports performance and professional development. I'm your host, Matt Thomas. And in this episode, I'm going to take you through my three on campus interviews at colleges, universities to share my stories and experiences to help you better prepare and crush your next on campus interview and just interviewing in general. So let's do it. So, just courtesy. I will not be disclosing any names, universities, whatever, just to be polite, respect them. These are just my experiences. And the types of roles that I was interviewing for, although I believe interviews are more similar than dissimilar, I was interviewing for strength and conditioning roles at the college level, and these typically also had a sports science role or influence or some sort of number piece to it. There was a school in the Pac-12 a school in the Big Ten, as well as a Division II school. So just on-campus interviews in general, if you find yourself in the interview process being invited on-site, on-campus, because this could apply to anything really like this, it's probably the final step of the interview process. I would be surprised if there's something else beyond that actual on-campus day. So it's usually the top two to four candidates, The Pac-12 school, it was top four. The Big Ten school is top two. I think that the G2 school is top two as well. And they like you for X, Y, Z reasons. You know, chances are if they're going to pay to fly you, pay to put you up in a hotel, pay you to travel for your time, they already like you. You've made it through two or three previous rounds. And they said, hey, we're going to invest to really see if this is our guy or girl. So this is an example of an itinerary that you would get. And there's a lot of blanked out parts of the screen, like I said, just to be respectful of just the other people on the other side, but very, very detailed itinerary of what your day is going to look like literally from when someone called me in my hotel room at 8am until I hopped in the Uber to go back to the airport at 2.45pm every five minutes, 30 minutes, 45, whatever is mapped out when you're walking where, who you're talking to, where it's happening, who's going to walk you from one place to the next. So these are just two examples. Here's another one of just what a day looks like and also what they should be giving you, your itinerary of an on-campus interview. So you can see the different types of roles that you'll talk with. These meetings are typically 30 to 45 minutes with the longer ones, the more important ones at the end of the day, when you're kind of brain fried, being like an hour. As well as being creative, like I said, someone called me at the hotel. This itinerary had two Zooms on it. And if you're listening, not on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, this video version of this podcast is on YouTube. Please check it out, subscribe. I do my solo podcasts on YouTube because I I make little PowerPoints with visuals to it as well. So with the itinerary, if they don't give you one, you should ask for it. Hey, is there a game plan for when I come to campus? Do you have an itinerary prepared, et cetera, et cetera? Because there's so many moving pieces on the other end, coordinating who's free when they have to talk to you at certain times. They have to fit everything in, in this relatively tight window. Chances are that there is an itinerary because they have to be so precise with everyone's time and making it all happen and your whole day is planned out literally who what when and where so all these people are also very well versed and prepared kind of in your background you know why they brought you on a campus is to see you live to get more people involved in this interview process that you would be dealing with on a daily, weekly basis, right? So they're not going to be asking you. Actually, they might. I'll get there. But anyways, these people know who you are, right? You're some stranger that they're flying across the country. They're paying the drive. They're putting up in a hotel. They're not just going to set those other people up on campus up for failure, right? They're going to set them up for success to maximize your time and their time to get the best interview opinion version of you for their feedback to help them make the hiring process. And there's usually one person leading the way, one person taking lead of walking to different places, coordinating, texting with people. So also you could ask, but Hey, you know, is, is there someone who's mainly going to be leading my day, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a valid question as well. But if you don't have an itinerary, if they don't give you one, ask for one. So game plan. It, it it was so funny after the, the second one, and especially after the third one, I literally thought to myself, I was like, "Wow, I just relived the same day three times." Now, of course, it's not obviously carbon copy one day of the next, but as you saw the two itineraries, those looked super super similar, right? So, if you get when you get an itinerary, you'll know who you're talking to. Chances are, it's going to be an athletic trainer, a sport coach. Physical therapist, the SNC staff, the director, someone in HR, someone in the athletic director role department thing. And after the second one, as I was in the Uber to the hotel to fly home, I literally just thought I had the same conversation eight times throughout the course of the day. And here are the three questions that were the consistency of those eight same conversations with eight different people why are you trying to leave your current role why this role specifically and why are you different and knowing that these questions are going to come up these are you know simple interview questions and although everyone on campus is going to be familiar with your background they're going to give you a little a little um they're going to give that person a little briefing of you Well, they want to know firsthand. They want to hear your answers. They're not going to recite word for word your two or three interviews before. They're just going to give you a quick kind of rundown. So if you know that you're going to be asked these questions, then you have a chance to prepare clear and concise answers. So I'll I'll share my answers, for example. So why are you trying to leave your current role? So trying to leave the private side, I miss the consistency, the community, and the clarity of the college side, which is kind of why I'm trying to go into a college role specifically. But, you know, the the joke is if I see an athlete twice a week for six weeks, that's a very consistent athlete. So my athletes are in and out all the time. Everyone is on such different pages in regards to their career, their goals, what they want to get out of training. And it's valuable for me to be adaptable and meet an athlete where they're at and try to manage that. But it's just so clear in the college side when keep the athletes on the field and the community of the team is also what I miss. You know, my, my current role, my athletes are all over the place. It's usually one-on-one, maybe a group of two or three. So that's kind of both those answers together, but I was able to kind of compare and contrast. And then why am I different? I have to be an entrepreneur and lead myself every day in my role in my career development and my coaching with my athletes and clients, as well as my experience of being a college athlete. So I can speak that Language of the athletes. I have experience actually coaching, so I can talk with the sport coaches. And I have experience as a sports scientist, so I can speak the numbers as well as understand what it's like being an athlete and understand what it's like being a a practitioner, what it's like trying to do what you love to do and what you're qualified to do and why you're there with everyone on the staff as well. And of course, that was just quickly off the top of my head. I'd rehearse those a little bit better. But Dial in those three questions and answers. Next, so if you have the itinerary, you know everyone who you're going to talk to, when and where. Well, you can plan how you want each interaction to go. You know, I, I got this advice from my mentor, where where he said, "Well, how do you want like what do you want the feel to be? How do you want them to summarize it to to the director afterwards?" You know, you, you can set yourself up for success by working backwards and when it came time to like literally write out how i wanted each one to go what i wanted the experience to be it was like well w- what are all these people really concerned about <laughs> and basically whether it's the athletic trainer or the sport coach the other strength staff it's like they're just concerned that like i'm easy to get along with and i don't make their jobs their jobs harder you know that that i i'm a value add that i i make their lives easier actually and that i'm not not enjoyable to be around. So how do I get that across where I'm here to work with them, not against them, and I'm fun to be around? Um, And then based on their role slash background, because you have their job title, what do you think that they're going to ask you? That's totally valid to try to game plan and say, oh, well, if I'm chatting with an athletic trainer and I'm interviewing for this strength and conditioning coach role, well, what questions are are they possibly going to ask me? Or if you have someone who, let's say, is in an athletic department in that admin office role, we'll ask them, like, when you guys interview strength coaches, what do you ask those people? Because it's valuable to have specific stories and anecdotes of those things. So when I chat with sport nutritionists, I always reference a few stories of when I was um, in the college side Working with the, the nutritionist and same thing with the athletic trainer, some of the successes that we've had, um, kind of collaborating and working together and consequently, why I'm excited to work with an athletic trainer again, because I don't have one in, in the private side. So see how you can bring all of these answers together. What's lacking, where I'm currently at, why I'm excited, um, to get to this potential role, how some of my past experiences give me this relatively unique insight. And stories just go so much further and they're more memorable. And instead of just speaking on theory, what you would do, what makes sense, what you learned in a textbook, you're saying, no, Like this is real life. I know that there is this theory that makes perfect sense, but that's not real world. This is applied. I've been there, done that. So next, the chalk talk, because believe it or not, you're interviewing to do a specific technical job, but I was definitely surprised at how much or lack thereof, of like the super technical questions there was anyways. But, you know, when you're game planning these interactions, you know, you're going to chat with sport coaches. Well, you could guess that they're going to ask, hey, how do you work with baseball athletes? How do you work with swimming athletes? How do you work with tennis athletes? How would you differentiate working with guy athletes versus female athletes. You you can guess all of these things and have those answers kind of tentatively prepared, not to map out the whole interaction, but you know, think about the job you're interviewing for, what they're really concerned about, and then meet them in the middle. It's not really rocket science. The SNC staff, well they're probably going to ask you something about programs, something about exercise selection, something about how do you handle, you know, trouble athletes that are giving you some issues. Stuff like that. So the Chalk Talks definitely were an underwhelmingly not big part of the day, but there were bits and pieces of it kind of throughout. So you can be prepared with who you're going to talk to and guess what they're going to find valuable and have those specific things. But definitely was not as technical as I thought. But you are being interviewed for that, so you should be prepared. So plot twist. Don't Don't look at the screen. If you had to guess what percent of the day was small talk, just asking about their background, asking me about my background, asking what it's like living in that city or town, whatever it may be. If you had to guess what percent of the day basically was not super specific chalk talk, what percent would you guess? Well, it was like 85%, you know, 80, 90, whatever. If there was 10 questions that were asked, Probably two or three of them might have been super, super specific as opposed to like, how is the drive in? You know, like, is it your busy season at work right now? Like all this stuff. And consequently, if you know that, well, now, you know, because you're listening to this podcast, A, that a lot of it's going to be small talk and you know who you're going to talk to. Well, there's this thing called the Internet, Right. So it's it's not to say that you have to map out and this is th- the point of this podcast is just to give you a real life picture and not surprise you when you get there, right? But you make it yourself, you put your own spin on my stories and experiences. Research them beforehand, right? You know, I think I would be very flattered if someone was interviewing at TC Boost and we're just walking around the facility just, you know, small talking and they go, "Oh, I I, I saw that you have a podcast you're 140 episodes in you know what's that process been like like that's a super cool casual but like insightful question that they cared to take the time you know and maybe not <laughs> I see you have three kids they're each two years apart you know one of them just had a birthday and they're also uh they're also an Aquarius you know like that's a little bit too far You you know what I'm trying to say you know the the most recent one I had I saw that they wrote a book so I asked them what that process was like you know like make it personable show that you took the time but you're also not a stalker everything is everything is a fine line kind of on a continuum and it's not to to script out the whole conversation but at least it helps you kind of ask questions and if if you know that you want to talk about something or maybe you have a common connection point that you've learned about maybe they've been on a few other podcasts or whatever you guys have this in common well you can ask them about a which then gets you to talk about B, which then you get to ask them C question, which then leads you to really talk to D that you want to get to, but you can't just bring that up right away. So use it to your advantage and just be prepared beforehand. Just like do your due due diligence like you would if you were a professional doing your actual job. So the meeting with the director at the end, you know, this one hour, 45 minute conversation that they they totally wait until you're totally toast because you've been talking all day, answering the same three questions over and over and over again. I can honestly say that each three of these conversations at the end with the director of these were both Olympic uh SNC jobs, with the director of Olympic sports or at the D2 school is just director of of strength and commissioning, each three were different. And and I'd like to share kind of Each one. So the first one was that chalk talk. He and I walked in the conference room. He closed the door. He pulled four expo markers out of his pocket and said, every training foundation of yours go. And I just picked up a marker, started talking about strength training, different markers, started talking about speed training, different marker, start bringing it all together. And then he said, Oh, well, you have this sport, this athlete, they're in this off season all right, how do, you, how do you do these these 12 weeks of January to whatever? I would say that that was probably the most technical one that that I had, but definitely an an interesting moment where you're just like, oh, okay, I I guess we're going in now. There was one, the second one, where the director and I were in a conference room, closed the door, and he said, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear your opinions about the day. Do you have any reservations about the job? And it was really just more like, reflecting than like interviewing kind of really just trying to get my live two cents on everything that was definitely a more interesting one definitely threw me off guard but that was an opportunity to then ask those like kind of real questions as well you know um, just as much as they're interviewing you you're interviewing them so I asked because both of these directors at the Pac-12 and Big Ten School I, I really liked I think I would have enjoyed working for them I said You know, as much as you care to share, how long do you plan on being here? I really would like working for you. I've liked interacting with you so far. And I know that the the director is a is a big part of this. You know, it can make or break, you know, an associate's time or job at a college. And they both said that they really liked what they're currently at and they don't really have any plans to leave as they both had families, but Also, come prepare with questions for that person as well. And last, the most recent one was an interview, but it was about intangibles. So they kind of went through all of their their core values, the like seven that they had and asked how I would embody those things and personify those things and make those things come to life, as well as like, you know, how do you deal with professionalism and kind of it was an interview, but it wasn't a chalk talk. Um, And then there was also time for us to have that kind of back and forth conversation as well. So knowing that you're going to, that you are going to have that talk specifically with that director for so long, you should probably have some questions as well, but you know, this might be a conversation for a different podcast, but the directors don't always get to hire who they want. We'll see if that came through. The directors don't always get to hire who they want. And that's, that's a conversation for a different day. So, the, the the biggest takeaways if you're having on campus interview, first get that itinerary if you can. Second, get really good at answering those three questions. So why are you trying to leave your current role? Why this role specifically at this place? And why are you different slash like why should we hire you? As clearly and concisely answer those questions. Not robotically, but if you know your main beats, if you know your main two or three bullet points for each one of those questions. Well, it makes it answering a lot easier than coming up with it out of like thin air in the moment. Do your research for small talk. You literally know who, when, how long and where you are talking to everyone for the six hours of your day that is mapped out. Set yourself up for success, right? And it's not to be robotic. I've said that a few times, right? But if there's a lull in conversation and just like, uh, uh, how about the weather today, right? Well, you have that cool nugget that you get to ask them about, that they get to talk about themselves because people love talking about it. It's their favorite thing to talk about, right? So set yourself up for success by doing a little bit of research for that small talk, kind of when it if not if when it comes up. Be ready to talk a lot, but be yourself. You know, it was it was funny. When when I when I flew out to that Pac 12 school, you know, the Uber to the hotel, I was very talkative and all this stuff and X, Y, Z. And then the Uber going back, I didn't say more than like 10 words. My brain was so fried. I was just, you know, talking all day. I was like on my game, but trying to like be chill, you know, so be ready to talk a lot, you know, feel free to to ask for bathroom breaks and water breaks. And, you know, they're, they're probably going to be offering you water throughout the day and you'll have breakfast, lunch, a meal or two, But just be ready to talk a lot. Believe it or not, they're there to talk and interview you. So be ready. And outline each interaction, how you would like it to go, what you think that they're concerned about, what questions they might be asking you about that kind of bring both of your job slash roles together and have specific examples or have a little Rolodex of answers that you have for specific questions. And even if those questions, if you don't get asked some of those specifically, and there's certain stories and anecdotes that you have and like, and you think just show your experience and your expertise. Well, also, you're just creating a super cool Rolodex of all these stories, lessons, and experiences that you have. So I, I think it would be super valuable to write out stories you love telling, write out questions you might be asked write out super cool moments from work that you know you, you don't want to forget that are on the top of your mind and then see kind of where those things align and it's not to say that like every one of those will get asked but instead of spending you know 10 seconds looking up in the sky being like oh man have I worked with a a nutritionist before well chances are you probably have they're going to fly you across the country so take the time beforehand To rattle your brain a little bit, to text people, you know, in current roles that are similar, athletic trainers, people in the athletic department, whatever it may be, ask them what questions they would ask someone interviewing for your role. And then like just, you know, it's not verbatim, write it out sentence for sentence, word for word, but know your main beats, know your bullet points, know what you want to get across ish. And then just let it happen in, in real life. So, those are my stories, lessons, and experiences from on campus interviews. Good luck.